All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Wednesday, May 10th, and potentially Elimination Day for one Canadian team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. We are streaming live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, where if you have a question, Maybe you have a question for me, but more likely you have a question for our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli. You can drop it in the chat with the hashtag AskDFO. We'll get to those a little bit later. Frank, it is a, uh, we'll call it a Canada playoff doubleheader tonight. Should be a good night of playoff hockey. Yeah, I can't wait. Giddy up. I mean, it's going to be super intense in South Florida as the Leafs try and save their season. We'll see if they can do it. And the Oilers looking to avoid being pushed to the brink on home ice by the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to talk about that. But first, let's take a look back at what we saw last night around the NHL, starting with the Carolina Hurricanes, who didn't just go out and beat the New Jersey Devils. They may have, I mean, beaten the soul out of the New Jersey Devils. You looked at the faces <laughs> leaving uh, the arena yesterday in New Jersey, and it looked like a crushing loss for the Devils. The Canes win 6-1. And it's their guy, Jordan Martinuk. Frank, we talk when Svechnikov goes down and Tara Vining goes down. They don't have Max Pacioretty. And we're like, who's going to score for this Carolina Hurricanes team? Well, it turns out Jordan Martinuk was the superstar they needed all along. This guy's run in the playoffs has been unbelievable and speaks to the depth of this Canes team. 
it's amazing that they're getting Seattle Kraken like depth scoring that that's kind of what I was asking before this series started is like, if the Kraken can do it, why can't the Carolina hurricanes? And so you see someone like Jordan Martinuk basically come out of the clear blue sky and have a run in this series, nine points in this four game series so far in the playoffs, even he's confused. Like what's happening here. Our pets heads are falling off. It's amazing to see what's happening because He's had 13 and 15 point seasons over an entire regular season before. Like this is a guy that is not your typical playoff performer, not someone you'd be counting on to deep the goalie out of his pants on a penalty shot in the playoffs. Like those are the types of things that we've seen from Jordan Martinuk in these playoffs. And it's been incredible to watch uh, just that exact depth scoring that we were talking about the Canes needing. And, now we're talking about Carolina without its top three scorers potentially advancing to the Eastern Conference Final, where if the Florida Panthers are able to take care of business, and we'll get to that in a second, you could be setting yourself up against the eight seed, which Florida, of course, has not played like it. But the Canes have a real chance in what was supposed to be their year to play for the Stanley Cup. Like That's an incredible thing to think about for some of the pieces that this Carolina team has lost. And I think we talk so much about scoring, Tyler, that we probably overlooked the idea that of all the teams remaining in the playoffs, I think far and away Carolina has the best decor. And when you see the contribution from someone like Brent Burns and how much he's meant to that team this year in terms of driving overall play and offense, maybe we should consider that blue line and the role that it's had in helping facilitate some of that depth scoring as well. Before we wrap up this segment, Frank, Akira Schmid, he struggled in games one and two. Vitek Vanacek, quite frankly, looks lost right now, lacking confidence. If you're Lindy Ruff, what do you do for game for a must-win game five? Mackenzie Blackwood? I, I mean, I'm at, like, would you do it? Would you go with him? I mean, I personally given that you're dealing with the potential uh, elimination and the shattered confidence of these these guys look blackwood before hasn't always been the most confident guy but he definitely has the skill set and the pedigree can he put it all together for one night to save your season and then you punt the decision down the road a couple of days yeah, it'd be, that's quite the gamble to take. I think I would go back with Schmid just because, you know, he was so good in some big games for you against the Rangers. He seems like a guy where the moment maybe shouldn't be too big for him. It'll be interesting to see what they do ahead of game five there. Uh, out West in a game four last night, the Dallas Stars got a big win to even up their series against the Seattle Kraken. I mean, they were close to having to go back to home ice with their season on the line, but they double up the Seattle Kraken. Uh, through 40 minutes, the Kraken only had 10 shots on goal. It was an impressive defensive performance, I suppose, from Dallas, who got some big minutes from Miro Haskinen. But, Frank, this series feels like whichever team's goalie decides to find their groove first, they're going to cruise to victory in the, in the final three games here. Yeah, I think that's a potentially a fair way to put it. I'm frankly surprised how many goals have been scored in this series to this point. And, and not to mention, like, what's with all these blowouts in the NHL over the last handful of nights? Like, there's been a ton of games that really haven't been close. And I say that because it just felt like watching last night's game, the Dallas Stars were in complete control right from puck drop. 
they were ready to play coming off of their worst loss in the Stanley Cup playoffs in 23 years, their most lopsided loss. And with that came also the confidence back of Jake Ottinger. And I know you look at his stat line last night and you say, oh, only 19 shots faced and to give up three, probably a pretty ugly night. I'm going to discount that because the, it kind of felt like the, the stars, like I said, were never not in control, a little bit of score effects, if you will. But more than that, those first 10 minutes, the first period of the game, it was like anytime Seattle did have an opportunity, Jay Gottinger was ready. And I thought that going into that game last night, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to see was how will he respond? Someone that was lights out in round one against the Minnesota Wild really struggled through the first number of games uh, of this series against the Kraken, who had just seemed to get to him. And what would it be like in a hostile environment coming off a lopsided loss? He's still a young guy that is not brimming with NHL playoff experience. He got some last year and then the first round. And other than that, nothing to write home about. This was a huge test. And for someone that is now 21-1-3 coming off of a loss this season, it speaks to really how well he's played bouncing back for the Stars as well. So that was the biggest takeaway for me from the Stars' perspective was getting Jay Gottinger right. Yeah, and another way to look at it might be if Dallas starts to get Jason Robertson scoring again. I know he's creating at a decent clip, and you know, Rupe Hints has done a lot of damage in that top six or in that for that top line. But if Jason Robertson can hit his midseason level right away here, this stars team suddenly looks a lot different. Even just getting close, like he had an incredible opportunity yeah. in the first period. Uh, you know, uh, Philip Grubauer barely gets a glove on it and it goes over the net, things like that. Like you can't ask for better chances if you're Jason Robertson that he just hasn't been able to convert on. It's been really uncharacteristic. Two big games in the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight, and it starts at 7 o'clock Eastern when the Toronto Maple Leafs will stay in Florida for Game 4. We'll look to leave Florida with, well, their season's still alive. Frank down 3 nothing. Florida eyeing up a sweep. And when you look at some of the numbers here from this series, I mean, it's easy to look at the team stats. I also go, hey, Barkov and Kachuk, those two guys have combined for seven points already in this series. And you look at, you know, a guy like Sam Reinhart getting a big OT winner. And then you look at the stars from Toronto and how they've struggled. Uh, here's what Leafs forward Mitch Marner had to say about the team's mindset heading into game four of the series. You know, I think we've been saying it this whole time. I mean, we don't care what you guys say. We don't listen to you guys outside of this locker room. Uh, we're just focused on ourselves and uh, this group in here. How do you deal with pressure at a time like this? Like I said, just don't focus on uh, outside noise. Don't focus on really anything on social media like I've been preaching all year long. And um, don't listen to what you guys are saying. Frank, my question to you, do the Leafs and this core that they have, do they actually have the ability to tune out the outside noise and tune out the pressure and find their game? Or is this just a core group of guys that don't have the ability to do that and in turn won't have the ability to get back in this series? Well... I, I don't, first off, I don't see a path for them to get back in this series. Do I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win four consecutive games? No, I don't. Uh, so let's be real clear about that, number one. And two, like, you're now adding to the narrative. Like, what does that even mean? We're not listening to you guys. We're like, they, they swim in it. They're, it's up, they're up to their eyeballs in it every day in the narrative. And, and frankly, it's a self-created narrative in the sense that these things aren't a media issue or a media fault. You are the one that have backed yourselves into this situation going down 0-3 to the Florida Panthers. 
you guys are the ones that looked again sort of vaguely choky in round one, one overtime goal away from, you know, potentially, go, you know, going back to Toronto. Like there's there's a lot of things in play here, a million things to unpack in terms of this team and its psyche. And I like hearing it that they're trying to block it out, but I don't think that it's actually possible. I think those guys are on social media, reading, seeing, and if they're not, they're family members, they're friends, they're all talking about it. It's impossible to escape it in today's environment. So anyone that says that they are, I think is lying first off. And then second, you're like, it's, it's up to you guys. What are you going to do as the core four? That's the four players on this team that account for almost 50% of your team's salary cap that have put donuts up on the board in this series. And more than that, don't even look close in, especially looking at, at game three, like stop it with the expected goals and all this conversation of, well, you know, had they just, you know, look at these numbers, look at the scoring chances created. It, there's an eye test that comes with this. And, and this is where some of the numbers start to lose me because I watched game three when their season was on the line, a chance to cut it to two to one, which would then set up a chance tonight to send this series back to Toronto all tied. They were nowhere to be found and they weren't even close. So let's see what kind of heart this team has. And more than that, Tyler, I'm wondering aloud, even if they go back home to Toronto down 3-1 and they're able to win one game, is that environment actually going to be inviting? Like, how quickly will that building turn on that team if they go down in game five? It's, it could be yeah, ugly. We'll see. Yeah. You want to keep your season alive, but do you want to get bounced on home ice if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can surprise us because I'm with you, Frank. I just don't think this team has the ability to dig deep and pull one out tonight, especially like you can sit there and say, oh, we're taking it one game at a time. You can say all the right things, but it's always in your head that we have to win four games in a row. Uh, it'll be a really, really tough task for the Leafs not to get back in the series. I think just to win tonight against a Panthers team that when you want to talk about mindset and attitude and work ethic, they have absolutely been doing all the right things so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. A chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals tonight with a victory. It's been quite the story for Paul Maurice and company. Let's head out west to the nightcap tonight. The Edmonton Oilers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. And man, I mean, it, it looked like the Oilers' star power, at least after game two, was just going to carry them to a series victory. And then it dried up. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both held off the score sheet for the Edmonton Oilers. And I mean, the team scored the first goal of the game. Warren Fogle finding the back of the net early, and then they get nothing for the final 50-some-odd minutes of that game. Frank, did Vegas find a way to shut down the Oilers, or was it just an off night for McDavid and company? And do you think they can bounce back this evening? Of course, I think they can bounce back. I think I'd be shocked if we go another game this series where both guys are held off the score sheet entirely. Uh, so I, I think of it way more as a one-off. Where I'm more concerned with the Oilers is the sort of lack of consistency and attention to detail, because now that's twice in the series where you're missing it. You didn't have it for the first 45 minutes of game one. You were way better and showed all that you can do and the way that you can dominate this Golden Knights team at five on five in game two. And then you respond by laying an egg in game three on home ice 
with a chance to take a stranglehold in the series when you consider the opportunity presented to them. They could be going back to Vegas for game five, up 3-1, and instead now they're just fighting to get to level ground. So felt like it was a bit of a pivotal moment in game three uh, that the Golden Knights just had more. Now, the Oilers, from a comfortability perspective, have been in this spot before. They were in this almost exact situation against the LA Kings in round one. They lost game three. Um, and, and you look at that and you say, well, can they find a way to bounce back? I, I, I just can't envision a world in which those guys, 97 and 29, aren't a threat. And so I think that's what you hang your hat on if you're the Oilers. But the other part of it, too, is you need more from others. Like, yep. you need more from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who has had a very quiet playoff for the most part. You need more from your depth scoring. Like, why is it that Seattle and Carolina can summon that and find a way to win? And we've talked and built up everything that's been around the Oilers, saying 97 and 29 have more support than they've ever had previously. Where is it? Got to get more. And you know what? You need a more mistake-free game from your defense core because there have been some very costly turnovers in this series and moments where they frankly just haven't looked very good. So there's enough things to point to as, as things to improve for the Oilers, but that's what stands out to me. Aiden Hill is expected to get the start for the Vegas Golden Knights after Laurent Bressois went down in Game 3 as well. Hill has made two relief appearances so far in this series, and those are his only Stanley Cup playoff appearances as well. So Vegas hoping they can catch lightning in a bottle with Aiden Hill being their starter tonight. And uh, Edmonton, it sounds like they might go back with Stuart Skinner, although nothing confirmed there. He was pulled for the second time in the Stanley Cup playoffs in Game 3 as well. Uh, Frank, let's take the foot off the gas when it comes to the playoff talk here for just a second and take a look at what could be going on with the teams out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Some off-season talk and a new edition of Icebreakers. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Icebreakers brought to you by Boston Pizza. No better spot to watch the playoffs than at BP's and no better time to go than now when you can check out their new menu inspired by Fanalytics, Beer Mosa's, the new Italian Deli Pizza, and Deep Fried Pickles. So much more. It's all good at BP's. Frank, we're going to start out in, well, your neck of the woods. The Flyers have been searching for a new president of hockey operations for well, quite a bit of time here. Are, are they nearing the final stages? Have they made progress? I believe they are, Tyler. I believe that an announcement uh, is expected to come in the next couple days here by Friday, if not on Friday itself. And I believe that this search has been now whittled down to two finalists. And coincidentally enough, they're both on Turner Sports. And that would be Eddie Olchick and Keith Jones. Keith Jones, of course, has uh, long ties to the Philadelphia Flyers organization. He has been a player for the team and has been a team broadcaster for a number of years. And Eddie Olchick, after hanging up his skates, of course, had a stint as coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins before spending much of the last uh, 17 years or so in a, the broadcast booth across the NHL with both NBC and Turner Sports. So uh, both of these guys are well-known personalities, well-known faces in the industry. And it'll be really interesting to see how this all shakes out here in the next uh, couple days because uh, two well-qualified candidates as well to be the front-facing presence for a Flyers uh, executive team that is expected to include Danny Briere as GM, as well as John Tortorella, the head coach, having a big say in the decision-making process as head coach. So um, it, well on their way in Philadelphia and, and nearing the final stages, they've cast a pretty wide net, conducted a lot of different interviews with candidates over the last uh, number of days and weeks, including uh, John Chaika, Scott Mellenby, go down the list. There's been a lot of people that Chris Pronger that have been in the mix. Uh, and I believe it is down to those two final guys, Doug Wilson, also receiving interviews as well. So uh, Flyers cast a wide net. We'll see what they come up with. Let's hop across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I said that correctly, Frank, right? Commonwealth? You did, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, let's head over to Pittsburgh. There's been some talk that maybe they'll structure this front office in a non-traditional way. And there's been some debate about what they could do. What are you hearing on the Penguins? Yeah, so my belief is the Penguins, I'm told, are, are going with um, the same exact structure that they had previously. And that was sort of the debate was, do you just go with one overarching person after having both Brian Burke and Ron Hextall as president of Hockey Ops and general manager? It appears that they're going to stick with that uh, two-headed monster uh, moving forward. And the Penguins, uh, like I said, president and general manager. They're going to be two separate positions. And on top of that, I believe the Penguins, who have sort of been operating very quietly throughout this process, are nearing the end of their first round of interviews. And so I'm going to throw a list of some of the names that have been in the mix, to my understanding. Uh, some of these candidates are as general managers. Some of them are as president of hockey ops. So uh, they are speaking to quite a long list of people. Uh, and those include Mark Bergevin, the former Montreal Canadiens general manager, Jason Botterill, the current assistant GM in Seattle, uh, John Chaika, as previously mentioned in the Flyers search, Matthew Darsh from the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
And one other name to throw into the mix um, would be Ryan Martin, the assistant general manager of the New York Rangers. So those are uh, some of the people that I've heard that are in the mix. That's not an exhaustive list. That's not an all-encompassing list by any means, but just gives you some insight into what they're thinking and some of the names that have popped up uh, that are expected to be included in the process moving forward. Casting a wide net. Very interesting. Uh, it's almost trade rumor season, Frank, as we move along in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And just inch closer to the offseason, one team that, well, they're not expected to be active, Frank. They're almost going to be forced to be active when you look at the fact they have no cap space. That is the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I feel like I've asked you this question a hundred times over the last calendar year. What the hell are the Canucks going to do? Well, uh, they need to shed salary. There's no doubt about that. They can't really be active in anything else because as it stands right now, they essentially have negative cap space. So if you're thinking that the cap is going to be 83 and a half million bucks, they've still got some people to sign and they're currently at 83.3. Now, of course, injuries and LTIR could factor in slightly, but the fact of the matter remains this. I'm told the Canucks have been active in recent weeks, uh, gauging prices from around the NHL as to what it would take to dump some of their contracts. The main focal point I'm told that the Canucks have been active on is moving Connor Garland's salary. Uh, you heard Brock Besser say at the end of the season that he doesn't really want to be traded. It's still certainly possible that they find a new home for Besser. And they always have the sort of break glass in case of emergency play with JT Miller before his no trade clause kicks in on July 1. But Garland, who you just saw on your screen, he's someone that uh, they've really keyed in on with the term remaining on his deal. He might provide some significant flexibility. And so uh, Garland has been one name that they're focusing on. But Tyler, here's what they've learned and probably not going to shock you or anyone listening is it's going to be expensive to pull off moves like that to get someone to take on a contract like that nearly $5 million for the next number of years. It's a lot to ask and uh, a very steep price. So they may have to look elsewhere or get creative. And that's one thing that Patrick Alvin, their GM, has done is kept an open mind throughout the process of what he may have to do over the next number of weeks. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you look at Connor Garland, almost 20 goals last season, and that's not a terrible year by any means, but that cap hit, that term is what's going to make it difficult to move. It'll be interesting to see what goes on in Vancouver over the next couple of months. Frank, fantastic work on another edition of Icebreakers brought to you by Boston Pizza. couple of hashtag ask DFO inbox questions to get to here from the chat. Stephen Ellis chimed in, our friend, and asked if I went to the Austin Matthews School of Growing a Playoff Mustache. So we're just going to roll right past that and not answer it at all. Instead, our pal Barra from Sweden, uh, hashtag ask DFO. I'm really curious, will the Avs gamble on Landeskog coming back or retiring? What could they do with that $7 million AAV of potential LTIR room, Frank? Well, that's, yeah, the exciting part is they know he's missing the entirety of next season. So at least for the short term, until you get a better sense one summer from now, exactly where Landis Cog stands in terms of his potential to come back, you can spend all of that, um, which the Avs, they kind of hesitated a little bit. Maybe they just didn't love the market that they saw at the trade deadline, but they didn't use all of the space that they had available to themselves. Um, 
which kind of left me wondering, like, what were they thinking in terms of, hey, maybe this wasn't our year? Um, but now you know that Landis Cog isn't coming back, so you can use all of it for this upcoming year, essentially a $7 million free space on your bingo card. Yeah, Barra obviously being a Swede through in there at the end. Maybe they can go grab a player like Nylander with a $7 million uh, bump in your cap space for next year. He threw a little Doesn't make any sense to me. There's yeah. been so much talk. Hey, if the Leafs lose, pretty simple summer. You fire Sheldon Keefe and trade William Nylander. I'm like, Nylander? First off, he's the only guy I watch on this Leafs team of their core four that actually has any fire in his belly. And two... Relative to cap, he's the best value that you have on your team. Why? He'd be the last of the core four that I would trade. Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. Uh, but we'll we'll save the potential Leafs obituary talk for well maybe as soon as tomorrow. Uh, let's get to our daily bets brought to you by Batano.ca. The game starts now with Batano and Frank. Two games on tap. Might not be that many more nights in these Stanley Cup playoffs where I have a two-game slate to bet on, so I'm taking advantage of it and playing a little parlay for this evening. I am adjusting the over-unders, teasing them down by a goal, and playing them together. Leafs and Panthers, Joe Wall against Sergei Bobrovsky. I think these Leafs forwards will find a way to at least produce a little bit of offense here tonight, and with Wall going for the Leafs, I think the Panthers are good for a goal or two as well. I don't think this is going to be a 3-1 game. I think this is going to be a bit of a high-scoring affair tonight, so I'm grabbing that one. And also the over between Vegas and Edmonton, like we talked about in that fourth topic. I don't think the Oilers' stars are going to be held off the board, but hey, Vegas looked pretty good in Game 3, and that cannot be ignored. Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau specifically seem to really get things going offensively, so I have no problem going over 5.5 goals in each of these games, playing them together with a nice plus 113 payout, Frank. And that's my one lone play, just taking a stab on a little parlay. That brings us to garbage time. And there's a neat little story up on dailyfaceoff.com that you want to talk about. Yeah, that's the great work that our friend Paul Paduti, whose tag name on Twitter is at Adjusted Hockey. If you're not following him already, you have to, because his work is absolutely impeccable. He, we're six weeks away now from the Hockey Hall of Fame selection for the class of 2023, uh, which will be officially announced on June 22nd, I believe it is. And if you look between now and then, there's going to be a number of interesting cases because not a lot of first-year eligible players are slam dunks. So when you look at the case going back for someone that's been eligible since 2010, John LeClaire is a really interesting one, formerly of the Montreal Canadiens, Philadelphia Flyers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the reason for that is this graph right here. When you look at NHL goals per game from 67 to 2004, which is right before the NHL lockout, look at the peak John LeClaire years. Do you see those goals per game absolutely falling off of a cliff? And so what does that mean? Because of the work that Paul Paduti has done with adjusted hockey, we can actually compare what John LeClaire's numbers those years, which included 45, 49, 52, 59, 49, and 44 goal seasons over a six-year career, putting it out to make it level with, I don't know, say playing in the 1980s, if someone averaged a 65 goals uh, pace for six consecutive years in the 1980s, would you say that that player would likely be a Hall of Fame candidate? Yes, you probably would, and that's exactly the case that Paul makes on dailyfaceoff.com. Read the entire story. 
incredible work done by him and certainly someone that stands out. He says that uh, John LeClaire stands uh, actually well above many people who have already been inducted into the Hall of Fame, exceeding the standard by a significant margin. Someone that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but thanks to Paul, will now. So we'll see how this all develops. He's got a number of interesting cases, both for and against certain players that have been out there uh, and talked about much in the Hall of Fame debate. So the Hall of Fame debate is just getting going for 2023, Tyler. Yeah, and actually the reason I love following him on Twitter, or one of the many reasons is the work he does with active players as well and kind of keeping an eye on how their Hall of Fame cases have built. He's had some really interesting stuff on a guy like Joe Pavelski over uh, over the last couple of weeks as well. So a great follow on Twitter, and that'll be a wrap on a great show by you, Frank Saravalli. I'm going to be chatting with you a little bit later on Oilers Nation every day, getting set for a big night of playoff hockey in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Eastern. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.